You are listening to the Aesthetic Vibes podcast and I'm your host Amy. I have a background working in a corporate environment for over 15 years. I'm a doctor, a lecturer, a lawyer and a published author. This podcast is a look inside my brain. I cover relevant and totally irrelevant topics ranging from self-help and advice to the spooky and scary, a little bit of true crime, mental health. I also like to tell some stories along the way. My goal is to spread aesthetic vibes whilst discussing these topics. I do like to end each episode with a lighter note, usually something completely ridiculous. Okay, with all that being said, let's hang out. Welcome to today's episode. Today, we're closing out our celebration month of Halloween. That's my that's my sad. <laughs> Doesn't sound sad. It sounds very, very annoying. Anyway, today we're going to discuss scary creatures. We have covered the black-eyed children, but there are some other lesser-known scary creatures to allegedly, allegedly live. You can be the judge. Completely real or completely ridiculous. All right, let's go. Let's start with skinwalkers and mimics. So a skinwalker is a person who has the ability to transform into an animal. They transform at their desire. The most frequent animals they transform into are coyotes, wolves, foxes, eagles, owls, or crows. Some of them can actually transform into people you might know. It is said that if you lock eyes with a skinwalker, they can absorb into your body and take control of your body. Skinwalkers are said to be able to run long distances very quickly. They like to hang out at graveyards and they will dig up graves. Skinwalkers can make more skinwalkers through an official ceremony. And skinwalkers only take their form with a gathering of people and specific chants. You can kill a skinwalker by using their human name. People are claiming that they've had encounters with skinwalkers. Let me share a couple of short stories. So the first story. So this happened about 12 years ago. My family owns a farm in the heart of an Indian reservation. One winter, I was home for Christmas taking care of the farm while my parents were away Christmas shopping. As I was home by myself, way late into the night, and I hear all our cows freaking out. I don't even know what that would sound like. Like excessive mooing? That would have to be excessive mooing. Back to the story. I knew it had to be the wild dogs that are rampant in the area. So I throw on some boots, grab a shotgun, load it up, and head out into the field. Grab a shotgun. (laughs) We don't have shotguns. (laughs) I would be walking out with a baseball bat or a knife. (laughs) So not ideal. So let's get back to the story. This was a perfect scenario for a horror movie. No shit. It was cloudy, but there was a full moon. Alarm bells. Full moon. Alarm bells, right? (laughs) And it was breaking through the clouds just right to light up all the snow. I ran down to the middle of the field and just in time I see two dogs. They are standing up, facing each other and fighting. I think, perfect, two for one. 
So I pump a shell into the chamber of my uh, 12 gauge. <laughs> I don't even know if I got that right. <laughs> I know nothing about gauges. The only gauge I know is the gauge of my septum ring, but I don't know gun gauges. So I don't know. I probably got that wrong. And then it happened. The two dogs heard the rack. I don't even know what that means. They both stopped, looked over at me, and then ran away. On their back legs. Immediately I froze, and every ghost story about skinwalkers and all other native legends I grew up with flew through my mind. Okay, cool. (laughs) Second story. This didn't happen to me, but a very close friend of mine. I've heard a lot about coyotes and skinwalkers and had a weird experience or two with coyotes. Um, Creepiest was waking up in my sleeping bag being surrounded in paw prints without ever hearing them during the night. But never anything paranormal, so to speak. Patrick's story, however, kept me from going back to my favourite backcountry secret stash. So our friend Patrick was leaving the area one morning. He'd been camping there for a couple of days and he said that there was a coyote that seemed to be close by and he would often see it through his peripheral vision, but it was never actually fully within his um, vision. Anyway, he loads up his truck, decides to drive down to wash it out on the fire road. At the end of the washout, he could see the coyote following him. So he gets into the car and pulls back onto the road. Then he saw it running next to his car. So he was completely freaked out and he sped up. He said he was going at 35 miles or so and it was running along beside him. Definitely not possible. Then he looks over again and it's running on its two legs and wearing what looked like buckskin pants and then... He swears that he saw a person wearing a coyote fur, keeping pace with his truck. And when he looked again, gone. Nah. Cool. Uh, The other thing about these are, they're said to take on different voices. So um, it might be a baby crying and people are like in the middle of the woods and they're like hearing a baby cry and they're like, oh my God, we've got to find the baby, find the baby dead. So they take on or they might they might have the same voice as someone you know um people hear them often in their houses they have like one family member like the mum who's like calling for the kid the kid comes out and then the mum's like no that was never me so that's the whole mimic side of things regardless i do not want to come in contact with a skinwalker or a mimic because not for me Let me tell you the story of the expressionless woman. In June 1972, a woman appeared in a Chinese hospital in nothing but a white blood-covered gown. As the story goes, the woman scared everybody she came into contact with, not because of the blood smeared on her garments, but because she resembled something close to a mannequin, That was that her face resembled a mannequin. It was flawless, no eyebrows, and caked with makeup. The second is that she had a kitten clamped in her jaw with fresh blood trickling down her gown and onto the floor. She pulls the animal out of her mouth, throws it aside as if it's nothing, and then collapses on the floor. 
from the moment she appeared at the hospital's doorstep up until she was taken to her room, she remained completely motionless and expressionless. Creeped out by her unresponsive state, the staff decided it was best to sedate her until the authorities could arrive. But the second they tried to, she fought back with extreme force. Her body rose from the bed, with her face carrying the same vacant look. While the staff tried to restrain her, she turned her emotionless gaze towards the male doctor, where she smiled. As she did, she revealed a set of spiked, inhuman teeth. Her grotesque appearance shocked everyone, including those who tried to restrain her. Completely shocked, the doctor asks, what in the hell are you? Still smiling, she continued to observe the doctor until he was distracted by the hospital's security incoming footsteps. Seeing the opportunity, the lady leapt forward and sunk her teeth into the doctor's neck, ripping out his throat in the process. The doctor fell to the floor, choking on his own blood, as he slowly gasped his last breath. The woman leaned in close to his ear and whispered, I don't know that I needed to do the end like that, so I'm sorry if I freaked anyone out. Um, ew. Um, I hope to God this is a story because, ew, uh, that's a firm no thanks. Um, I don't like any of this. I've never heard of an expressionless woman. I'm sure weird shit like this happens all the time. Maybe the, the spiked inhumane like teeth thing might be a little bit far, but the rest of it, I'm sure. I'm sure people come into hospitals and, you know, they are looking completely bizarre. So it doesn't stretch too far <laughs> out of the realms of possible. Okay, so um, I want to share with you the blind maiden. <laughs> uh, this one, I'm so tempted. Let me tell you what I'm tempted. Okay, you're all going to think I'm crazy. Let me tell the story and then... You'll probably guess by the end of it what I am tempted to do, but I, I'm holding myself back. Anyway, The Blind Maiden. This story centers on www.blindmaiden, all one word, .com. So when you go to that webpage, most of the time it leads you to an empty page. But should you happen to visit it under the right circumstances... And those circumstances may be during a new moon, when all the lights in your house are out, then you might just find yourself looking at a whole new level of horror. Once on the website, pictures of terrified and eyeless children are shown rapid fire on your computer screen before Spanish text is shown Roughly translating to, this website will take you to a whole new level of horror. A horror that will use all five of your senses. You must be very careful not to click on anything by accident. You will be faced with a real experience of absolute horror. Click the accept button to engage actively in the experience. There are said to be two buttons that you can click. Accept, decline. If you are stupid enough... <laughs> I say stupid enough. I don't know. Brave? God, I don't know. I'm going to go with stupid. So if you are stupid enough to click on accept, apparently your computer screen will show the silhouette of the blind maiden. 
she will um you will see her walking towards your home and then to the room you're in then the monitor is going to show you your back she's going to tap you on the shoulder to get your attention if you turn around and face her she's going to kill you as she stares at you she's going to rip out your eyes and then take pictures of your face and then you will join the gallery of eyeless faces on her website. I want to go to that web page. <laughs> I really, really do. Um, <laughs> I'm holding myself back. Look, let's not tempt shit. That, that's what I keep saying to myself. Let's not tempt shit. Like, you know, you're probably going to end up on a blank page, boring experience. But let's not. Like, you just, you never know. Anything could happen with me. So I'm not going to do it. And if I do, I'll report back. No, no, I won't. I'm not going to do it, okay? We're going to stand by the fact that I'm not going to do it. (laughs) The next creepy creature is Momo. Have you guys heard of Momo? Um, If you want a visual that's going to stick in your mind, uh, Google it. So it's M-O-M-O. Basically, it was an internet challenge. So Momo was targeting young children. So what would happen was that they would be encouraged to text a particular number on WhatsApp. And then in return, they would get instructions and they would have to complete a series of tasks. So um, I think we talked about the blue whale challenge. This is quite similar Um, However, this one kind of gets a little bit more sadistic. So again, it's things like, you know, watch a movie or do this at midnight or whatever. But then it progresses to taking children's lives or encouraging them to commit suicide, things like that. So just just so you've got a smidgen of of a visual, Momo has this really long face with these huge, huge eyes matted hair and then she's got this really really wide smile and it's like overly extended so it's a lot longer than a normal uh, kind of set of lips would be it's actually quite frightening so Momo is actually a sculpture made by Keisuke Ashiwa I'm so sorry this amazing person works at the link factory which is a Japanese company that makes horror film props and special effects. The sculpture of Momo was displayed at a show at a particular gallery in Tokyo's Ginza district way back in August 2016. So she has these bird-like claws. She's said to be inspired by the Japanese bird woman or Abumi. I hope I said that right. Bloody hell. A wrath-like figure who is said to have died during childbirth. So where it kind of gets a little fucked up, reports have surfaced of YouTube videos featuring kids' stuff. So think like Peppa Pig, Splatoon gameplays, all that kind of stuff. But what is happening is these people are editing in images of Momo, as well as instructions for the children to self-harm. These videos are said to be made by trolls with the express intention of trying to disturb children. While there is no evidence of suicides being linked to Momo, it still shows that we're living in a time with people who are encouraging children to self-harm. This is particularly heinous when the image of Momo is being inserted in these shows. People have said to take to social media to warn of the Momo challenge, but all this has done 
is promoted the challenge by drawing attention to it. YouTube has spoken out and is removing all videos with Momo inserted and demonetizing them. But I, I mean, it just doesn't detract from the fact that we've got people that are still existing, trying to make people end their lives. So yeah, it's quite fucked up. But um, that's Momo. She's one crazy creature. And lucky last is this man. In January 2006 in New York, the patient of a well-known psychiatrist draws the face of a man that has been repeatedly appearing in his dreams. I looked at it. He looks pretty average. Um, he's not, there are no like distinguishing features. It just looks like an average dude. Um, however, in these dreams, the man has given her advice on her private life. But the woman swears that she's never met this man in her life. So the portrait of the man is forgotten and left on the psychiatrist's desk for a few days until another patient enters the room. She's having a session with them and they recognize the face and they say, oh, hey, this is the man that visits my dreams. Then the guy claims as well that he's never seen this man in his life. So the psychiatrist was interested and decided to send the portrait to some of his colleagues that have patients with reoccurring dreams. Within a few months, four patients recognized the man as a frequent presence in their own dreams. All of the patients refer to him as this man. So anytime you talk to someone who's seen him, he's referred to as this man. From January 2006 till today, at least 2,000 people have claimed they have seen this man in their dreams. These people live all over the world. LA, Beijing, Rome, Paris, everywhere and anywhere. At the moment, there is no ascertained relation or common trait among the people that have dreamed of seeing this man. More, no living man has ever been recognised as resembling the man of the portrait by the people who have seen this man in their dreams. Uh, who is this man? And can he never visit my dreams? Thank you very much. <laughs> uh, look, I hope you guys have enjoyed. Uh, this is our final episode um, in the Halloween special run that we've had. I really hope you've enjoyed it. I've had so much fun looking into the spooky and scary. I must admit, with this spooky creatures one today, I was researching the other night and... I was home alone. Um, Sean was working uh, like a an afternoon shift into the night and I was reading some of these stories and I was like, mm, I'm alone in the house. Might not be the best time. I might pop this away and do this during the day, which is exactly what I did. But I hope that uh, you've enjoyed the spooky and the scary for now. It's time to leave and head off. <laughs> with every episode we end on a lighter note and today I'm going to discuss some of the things people post on social media that actually leave me cringing outwardly so both inwardly and outwardly and I try not to pull these facials but for some of them I'm like like face screwed up like I've tasted something sour like I'm jumping back yeah let me run you through 13 things that I freaking hate people doing online. Okay, the first one. <laughs> the first one is where people caption pictures that say, uh, city or town or location, country, whatever, we are coming for you. 
So, like, I've seen heaps of people that don't live in Sydney and live, like, in other random parts saying things like, oh, Sydney, we're coming for you. No, you're not. (laughs) The city's just fine. Um, It'll be fine when you get here. It will be even more fine when you leave. So, yeah, please don't. (laughs) I'm coming for you, Sydney. No, you're not. (laughs) I also hate it when people lip sync to songs, but... It's just them filming themselves doing nothing but posing for the camera. We used to do this two years ago, didn't we? I've personally never done it. I never look at this and think, oh, my God, that person's so cute, blah, blah, blah. I look at it and go, oh, (laughs) please, can we stop? Please. And I find myself, like, looking and then kind of cringing and pulling back from my phone. And then I look some more. And in most instances, I just swipe past. Like, I can't handle it. I hate the caption about last night. (laughs) No. (laughs) No. And it's used so frequently about last night. I don't give a fuck. (laughs) Just just get on with it. Just just put your picture up. You don't don't need to do that. I freaking hate it. I also hate the put a finger down trend. Oh, my God. I hate this one. And it's usually someone, they've got all their fingers up in front of the camera and they're like, um, put a finger down if you went to the shops today and then you fell over and everybody saw your underwear and then you shit yourself. Like, I freaking hate it. (laughs) These stories take too much time and I don't care because at the end they go, oh yeah, me, and they put the finger down. I scroll past these. I can't stop them. I freaking can't stand them. They're so boring. The thing that also gets me is people who act like super quirky over really basic stuff. So like dropping things and being all like, oh my god, that's so me. I'd so do something like that. Or like stupid facials. And then they use it as like a defining factor of their personality. Oh, that's so Amy. She's just so out there. Like, no! And it's dumb stuff like Oh, I ordered a large coffee from Starbucks. That's so me. <laughs> it's not. Everyone and anyone orders coffee. If I could order one the size of my head, I would. Like, that's not so you. Like, that's just that's just humans. <laughs> so, no, don't act. It's almost like influencers used to be this way, like, a few years back. And everyone was like, oh, she's so unique. And now everybody's doing it. No, thank you. Okay. I hate it when people use their kids as their profile picture. Hear me out. Let's just not. Let's keep kids offline until they are old enough to understand about being online. Online can be a terrible, scary place and children should have the option of whether they're put online or not. So I just... It's not something that I cringe over, but it's something that I go, wow, that is not a great idea. There are too many creeps out there. Um, And I know that, you know, if I had a kid, I definitely wouldn't be putting their face on social media until they were old enough to understand it and okay with that posting occurring. Um, I hate it when girls brunch. (laughs) Okay. It's not just a broad sweeping statement. Like, I'm, I'm cool with girls brunching. But what I can't handle is when they do that panned, like, video and they start at one end of the table and they go around the other and everyone's, like, sipping on their cocktail and they all pull the same face. And it's like, mm-hmm, to the camera. 
<laughs> I hate it. <laughs> I hate it. Like, it's so awkward. And all of them are kind of like, what do I do? And so they do exactly what the person before them did. Oh my God, it kills me. Kills me. Another thing I hate is cryptic status posts aimed at someone who's likely following you. Just, just go and have a word with the person. Hey, like, don't, you don't need to do that. You don't need to be like real friends. (laughs) Don't shit on true friends or some shit like that because someone's done you wrong. Like literally just go grab the person and be like, hey, such and such didn't like it when you did this um (laughs) but like the cryptic the cryptic status person you're like ooh, who was that I hate it like I just hate it can we just not please I'm also cringing excessively at people crying if I'm crying that's not something I do often but if I'm crying I'm not gonna pick up my phone and film myself I'm pretty positive I'm an ugly crier no one needs to see that no one so That would not be my first reaction. (laughs) I never pick up my phone and go, (laughs) let's film this. It would also kind of break the cry for me. Like when you're crying, sometimes you just want to finish crying. And that would be a mid-cry stop for me. And then I'd find it hard to cry again. Anyway, if that makes any sense to anyone else. But I don't, I just, and then I hate like viewing it on TikTok. And it's something like me 12 months ago and the person's like hysterically crying. And that's like me today. And they're like drinking cocktails. No, I don't want to see it. I hate the caption. Take me back. (laughs) Bro. (laughs) Bro. Just say you had a good time. Leave it at that. Move on. I hate take me back. It's the worst. (laughs) I also hate so I did a thing. (laughs) Just do it. No one cares. I don't want to see. So I did a thing. Another one I hate is reunited and it feels so good. (laughs) You know what's good? You not using that caption. It's fucking miserable. Reunited and it feels so good. Fucking hell. And then the last is no caption necessary. (laughs) Hate to be the bearer of bad news. But that's a caption. (laughs) Okay. Those are the things that shit me the most and have me cringing on social media. Um, They're my things that I see and I'm like, swipe, swipe. Um, I'm not the person that, you know, kind of makes a comment and makes the people feel shit for the dumb stuff they've said. But inside, I'm like, "Mm." (laughs) cringe. Uh, But hey, look, this is you and you love doing all this stuff. Live your best fucking life. (laughs) Don't worry about me. I'm not judging you. I'm just cringing internally. Well, that's a wrap. I hope you enjoyed today's final episode in the Halloween special. Um, Kind of a little sad, but I'm also kind of happy because we are now going to move back into some very different topics. Join me next episode when I discuss things that scare me about society as we know it today. In the meantime, let's hang out on social media. Hit me up at Aesthetic Vibes Pod. Drop me an email at aestheticvibespodcast.outlook.com. Visit my website, aestheticvibespodcast.com. Hit up my TikTok at Dr. Ames Kelly. <gasps> I'm puffed. Okay, until next time. Bye. Bye.